what's up, y'all? Hey, this is Shane Ahmad. I got a question for you. I want to know something. Have you ever gone to the post office and thought to yourself, why are these people looking so miserable? Why is the energy so like low vibrational in this place? Have you guys ever noticed that? Or have you ever, have you ever noticed like the people who work for the post office who've been there for the longest seem like they absolutely hate their job? Well, guess what? I was one of those workers. And today I've decided to give you guys a little bit of story time on my experience working for the U.S. Postal Service. So if you guys want to hear about my experience in, the, in working with that department or a, a government agency, hold tight. I'll be right back. I'm going to give you full disclosures on my experience at the U.S. Postal Service. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to the Slick Talk Podcast Show. I am your host, the one, the only, Shane Amon. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. But you know what? In today's episode, everybody, I have zero notes, zero script, and I am going to give you the most raw, realest story time that I can give as if you were over in my house or on the phone with me and I was telling you a story. That's how we're going to go today. So, yeah. In today's episode, uh, I'm going to be talking about my experience working for the U.S. Postal Postal Service. Yes, that's right, guys. I am a former postal employee. And, um, you know, it's taken me a while to actually talk about this or, you know, go to uh, social media and give my experience on working for the Postal Service because, you know, I consider it, um, you know, don't want to burn bridges with companies because you never know when you have to go back over that bridge. But uh, at this point, I really don't give a shit. <laughs> I really, I was like, you know, I really don't give a shit. I got to tell these stories. People need to know. So um, if you guys remember in the intro, I said, um, have you ever gone to the postal, uh, to the post office and you thought to yourself, man, these people seem miserable who work here or um, the people, you know, seem to have an attitude who work the window or and things like that because you know prior to working at the post office I was always under the notion that if you have a post office job that you're like making really good money and you have like really good benefits um so you would think so you know you would assume people who work there would like act better and look better and conduct themselves a bit better but guess what y'all that is further from the truth that is furthest from the truth guys let me tell you this people who work at the post office a lot of them have the same exact mind frame of anybody on any other job um some people make it a career because they have no charisma they have no uh they have no real what do you want to call it like no ambition in in life for themselves they have no creativity and they feel like the, the bucks the bucks stop here here and i'm just gonna work at the post office for 25 30 years um then retire with a good pension and stuff like that and that works for a lot of people but as you guys see they're always hiring kind of like the department of corrections who's always hiring so like people who work at the the post office uh, many people who go there, it's a transitional job. It's a job to do, maybe to build their resume or to, you know, see what it's like. And then they get there and they realize, I don't really care for this. So guess what they do? They move on. So that's kind of the issue there. And I am going to actually start off with like how I got hired at the post office. And, um, you know, I'm going to start from there. So basically... I'm not going to tell you guys what year because um, I'm a little shady and I don't want everybody to know all of my business and know all of my time frames. That's a little, that's a bit weird to have anybody up in your business like that. Now, is that? Hey guys, I'm back. I'm sorry about that. For some reason, my equipment is like super sensitive. Like if I touch something a little too hard, it like completely throws thing, everything off. But uh, basically back to what I was saying about my my experience working at the uh, post office. I was working a job uh, as an armed guard for a certain amount of years. And I left that job um, a couple of times only to come back because the jobs that I left it for, I just, I just hated it. And I needed to go back there until I figured out something else. So it got to a point after working as the armed guard at this particular jewelry store 
I decided that I was completely uninterested in doing this anymore. Um, I was miserable doing that and it was time to move on. So I decided to move on and, um, well, I decided to actively look for jobs. And one of the jobs that I saw online was the U.S. Postal Service was hiring seasonal holiday help for uh, Christmas time. So something said, you know what, just go ahead and apply for this. So it was so that was like in August uh, of that particular year that I think I remember applying for the job. And I applied for the job. Um, I, I took the test. Everything, you know, you have to take a test to go in the postal service. Um, I did like, I made like a 97. I did like very good uh, on the test. And maybe about two months later, I remember getting an email from, from this random person letting me know that they wanted to move forward with uh, my application uh, for the U.S. Postal Service. Now, two months down the line, I've honestly kind of forgot about the job. I just assumed they weren't interested or whatever. So, you know, I, they they say, hey, we want to set you up for like a meet and greet orientation thing where you would go and sign paperwork, do your W-2 forms, um, finger take fingerprints and stuff like that. And I, but I'm thinking like, is this a scam? Because... I haven't got interviewed for anything like I automatically get the job like this and I'm already going to go sign paperwork and stuff like this for the postal service for a federal job. Interesting. So, you know, I decided, you know, go ahead and go through with it. Now, the the, the lady who I was responding to uh, through email, she um, set me up for an orientation date. And I remember going to this orientation where other people were there. And I was going to be working at a distribution center in the area where I live. So I went there, signed up, took the, the fingerprints and all that kind of stuff like that. And they told me that, you know, it was strictly seasonal work. And after you do your 30 days or after the season was over, that they if they needed us, they would keep us. If not, they would release us back out and put us on some type of list uh, to be rehired again. So I was thinking, well, I really hate where I'm at right now working. You know, I'm, I'm just bored with my current job. So I said, you know, I'm going to take a step of step of faith, step of faith. And I'm going to go out and do this. So I go to the post office job. Uh, well, basically, I go back to my uh, it was like cr near the end of I think it was the end of Thanksgiving where I decided to just go ahead and pull a fast one on my current job and tell them that I'm going to have to take a leave of absence. I have a family emergency and I'm not going to be able to work. <laughs> so that's, so that's exactly what I did guys. I upped and took a leave of absence for this job. Um, my current job so I can go work for the post office and, and see how that goes and see if I can get hired on full time as a regular and things like that. So I worked there, um, my time working there and for that season, I realized that uh, there's a lot of work that goes on into postal work, um, especially if you work the distribution center. It's nonstop work. Um, there's mail coming in left and right, especially for the holiday season. Um, it's really intense work. If you don't go to the gym, if you don't have good knees, if you don't have good shoes, if you don't have a big strong back, you will not last long at the U.S. Postal Service. It is nonstop. It's rigorous. They don't care. The work needs to be done. This mail needs to get out at a specific time. You need to process as much mail as possible. Because to be quite honest, as a clerk, because I was hired as a clerk, um, you never can process enough mail. You know, um, there were days, there were nights where I probably scanned in thousands of packages. Um, we would scan the package and then we would have to look at each package and sort them out by their, you know, zip code and things like that. So it, it was a lot. It was a lot of work, but it was busy work. And the best part about it that I liked was uh, you could wear, you could listen to your music. You can put your AirPod in your ear as long as you're working and um, stuff like that. They didn't give a shit as long as the work gets, you know, gets done. So that was a cool perk about it. I love listening to music and stuff like that. And the people that I worked with were pretty cool. Like we all worked together. We looked out for each other. Um, it was a kind of a jokey, fun environment. Um, things like that and, um, and and plus we were all were temp temporary people so we weren't really you know too serious about this we just wanted to make sure we did enough to collect a paycheck so long story short guys um, I realized that on the shift that I worked that me and a couple of other people were outworking everybody and um, I think management realized that 
so one day, you know, we get called into the office and, and they're like, hey, you know, this contract is up at the end of December. But we want to go ahead and let you guys know that when we go back to the regular distribution center uh, that you guys can um, just go ahead and meet there and we'll figure out where where to go from that. So I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm getting hired hired on like this. This is pretty cool. So they tell us to go back to work, whatever. I work a couple more days. Next thing you know, um, that that uh, particular assignment is done. The, the holiday help is stuff is done and we get sent home for two weeks. And I. Um, I did not go back to my job that I took a, a break from. I just didn't want to go back there. I just told them I was taking a leave of absence and that was that. And um, so I, I had two weeks off, which was great. I needed a break <laughs> after working at the postal service because, man, it's bad on your knees. It's bad on your feet, like all that stuff. So I, I did that job and um, like I was on my two week break. I enjoyed my time off. Next thing I know, I get an email from the same lady who got me set up with the orientation. She's like, hey, look. We're looking to bring you back on as a 360 for the listeners who don't know what a 360 is. A 360 employee who works for the U.S. Postal Service is a person who is not a contract worker or regular, but you're working towards becoming a regular. Um, and you and you're basically on a list. So you like, you know, they put place you on the list. And as regular contract positions become available as people quit and retire or get fired, your name moves further up on the list and then eventually you get you a, a permanent contract job and stuff like that um oh yeah by the way guys i did sign up for the benefits package full benefits package i signed up for the uh you know all the you know insurance health insurance life insurance and i actually signed up to be in a union which was actually pretty good it was a smart decision on my part to sign up for that union so i i did all of that you know um i came to work and stuff like that my first official fucking day working at this u.s postal service was a disaster you want to know why it was a disaster guys because after being away for two weeks and going to the actual official distribution center because where we were working for the holiday work it was called the annex and the annex was just someplace they they rent it for a couple of months to help process this extra mail that was coming in for the holidays so now i'm back at the distribution center i don't really know anybody i don't know who my managers are i don't even know what to do so i you know show up there and uh i'm i'm like okay who's my point of contact where do i go what do i do there's a bunch of different machines i'm not familiar with this like what what the fuck what what am i going to be doing here so I go into the human resource office where like the lady was slack and just, very, you know, it seemed like it was a bother for her to have us new people come there. and We don't know what to do. Now, some of the uh, regular people told me to come work the priority section. Well, I didn't know where the priority area was priority mail. So I was just looking for that. So here's where things get a little weird. I uh, decide to go to uh, the priority, you know, where they told said the priority section was. But as I was walking, this little Asian lady um, catches me and she says, hey, um, I need you to come help me out in my section. And I'm thinking uh, <laughs> all of the people that I know who work here told me, like, if I want a nice job or a nice gig to go to priority mail if you're not in priority mail lady i don't think i can really help you because i'm not coming here to work my ass off i'm sorry you know so at the same time i didn't know what it was so this little asian lady gets me she recruits me to come help her out this is my first official day at the actual distribution center right so i go help this little asian lady out her name was uh um Damn, I forgot her name just that quick, guys. I think her name was like uh, Ming or something like that. Some Asian name or whatever. And um, so I go over to her section. I help her. She she is operating the what they call the um, automations part of the postal, postal service. 
for the people who don't know what automations is automations is this huge ass machine you guys can actually look it up on youtube just type in u.s postal service automation machine it's this huge this huge machine that has like over 300 slots of where mail where a person feeds the machine the mail uh, the machine sorts the mail out in like 300 different slots and when these slots fill up you literally have to take the mail out and put them in a bin and stay on top of it keep everything organized by the way guys the machine fucks up mail gets caught in the belts mail gets ripped up all this shit sometime mail the mail is slung so fast by the machine it literally flies through the flap and it goes somewhere else and you have to figure out where it goes all this is going on at one time and this woman is wanting to train me on this shit on my first fucking day sorry for cursing y'all but this this is making me relive that moment and boy was it stupid um so then you know i'm 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 learning you know this is my first day i'm trying to learn this and this little lady who's an asian lady who clearly has worked this place for a very long time she decides that uh her focus for the day is to move me around from spot to spot to spot to spot and today's my you know today's my first day so i don't know this stuff um I would like, I don't mind training, but like for me to, uh, to retain information on a new job, I'm going to need to do it repetitively, repetitively. You're for one, you can't stick me somewhere. Tell me it's something really quick and go off and expect me to understand this. I'm not a factory guy. I've never really worked in a factory in my life. So like, this isn't, this is new to me. I'm a carry a gun, arrest people, throw people to the ground kind of guy. So, you know, so this is like very new to me. So, um, you know, although I've noticed like the workers, the regular workers would avoid this lady and they just seemed like they didn't want to deal with her. So she put me on a line with this white dude and I was working with him and I noticed that he would get me. He would like have issues with what was going on with the machine or the mail. And instead of him ask her, he would ask me to go ask her. And I was thinking, well, dude, you're you've been working this. I don't even know. What, you're asking me to go ask her something. I don't even know what the fuck I'm asking. And when she tells me, I don't even know what the fuck I'm going to what I'm telling you back. Like, I'm new. But comes to find out, he didn't like the lady, and they had an issue, so he refused to talk with her, um, and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm confused. By the way, the automation machine is very hot and very loud, and I'm thinking to myself, I don't think I like this job. <laughs> so I don't think I, I see why they told me not to go to automations, but go to priority. But with my luck, of course, um, the, the easy, the easy low hanging fruit is not going to come my way. It's going to be the hard shit. So I'm over here working automations. And when I figured out that was automation, I was like, shit, they told me not to come here. But like, it's so unorganized guys working at the U S postal service, like working there is very unorganized. You literally don't know who the, the person is in charge of stuff. It's all emails and somebody behind the computer making all these big decisions. So I uh, am working automations or whatever, and I'm I'm not gonna lie, guys. I have I'm a I'm a cool dude, but like I'm not always cool. Like I can flip on you, you know. I can go from very cool, very nice, and flip completely out when I'm tired of bullshit. So this was about to be the time where I was tired of the bullshit. So um, I remember she put me on another line with this girl, and and she had me taking stickers out and putting stickers in the the uh, slots to. Uh, organized the, the zip codes and shit like that and it was a tedious job it was hot it was loud you standing up non-stop you know my back was hurting my knee was hurting I hated this so um, I remember she came in and got me from that position from, from there and she pulled me somewhere else and had me doing and, and wanted me to do something completely different now by this time this may have been her fourth or fifth job she took me from and placed me somewhere else i still haven't retained the first job that this genius asian lady <laughs> put me on i still haven't retained job one i haven't retained job two i have not retained job three or four now this genius asian lady puts me on another job and doesn't want to train me and she decides she's going to catch an attitude. Now, her attitude was already a little a little bit much for me. But uh, so she throws me on this fifth job and she has an attitude. And I want to give a disclaimer. I never in my life worked with an Asian person. I have nothing against Asian people at all. 
Um, do I think they have a superiority complex uh, against blacks or anything like that? Yeah, I do. I've noticed that. Um, but I've never worked with an Asian person and things like that. And um, I rarely give Asian people money other than food because I love food. But anything else, I'm not really into the Asians because they don't really look after black people like myself. And I don't really see them supporting me. So why the hell would I really give a damn about an Asian person and what they have going on? I know it sounds really racist and stuff like this, but go sit and talk with the Asians and tell them how they feel about black people. It'd probably be very similar or, or worse. But anyway... You are listening to the Slick Talk Podcast Show. I say shit like that. <laughs> so anyway, guys, this Asian bitch, yeah, decides that she's going to put me on a fifth machine. And I asked her a question. I was like, you know, well, uh, what do you want me to do with uh, these, uh, this mail that I, you know, because I was on another job. I asked her, well, what do you want me to do with this mail here? Because you're just pulling me from stuff and you're pulling me from things that are not complete. And that's really weird when you're trying to keep shit organized. Just dumb. And you would think an Asian lady would have more sense and more cognitive fortitude to understand this because she's Asian and they're supposed to be the smartest people around, right? Ha! Guess not. That's why she's been there for 30-something years and hunking over and bent over all broke up. Anyway, so she tells me, she flips off on me, guys, and she says something to me and she's like, you don't, you don't want to work. You, did, you don't want to work. You don't want to work. And I told her, I said, I don't mind working. I said, this is my first day. I'm trying to learn this. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not used to this. Like, you know, you, you show, you know, you show me this and you throw me on this really quick. And then you walk off and you come back and you take me off and you do this and 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 this. I told your bitch ass that I was going to go work priority because that's where I felt comfortable because that's what I was doing in the holiday season. I didn't work fucking automations, lady. Now, I didn't tell her that in this, in this, in this, you know, way I'm telling you all the story uh, because, you know, this is my new, but I'm thinking like, I'm new here. Let me go work priority. Let me go work scan where you ban. I'm familiar with that. You need to get the people that who knows this shit. I don't, I don't learn this factory shit in a, in a day or two, or you show me one time or twice. This is new to me, especially on the machine here. And the reason why I feel confident to say that is because y'all can't keep anybody. People quit. You know why people quit? Because this shit sucks. No one wants to do this. So yeah. So I know it's just not me. It's just that it's a shitty ass job and they have shitty people calling themselves being a team lead. So apparently she was the lead clerk for the automation section. By the way, guys, you have the lead clerk and then you have supervisors. Once I figured out that this little Asian bitch was not my fucking supervisor, I realized that it was time to set her in her place. Once again, guys, this is a Slick Talk podcast show, and I'm going to give it to you real. One thing I ain't going to do. I ain't going to have some Asian person boss me around, bitch to me, and be rude ever. Okay, especially an Asian person who I can barely understand because of a major language barrier. I'm sorry. I might can take a little bit of shit from a black person. I might can take a little bit of shit from a white person. I ain't taking no shit from no Mexican, no Hispanic. I ain't taking no shit from no Asian person, especially if you're if you're uh, if you're in this country and you weren't even born here. You know, um, I'm being nothing but nice to you, Asian lady. I'm being nothing but nice and cordial and professional. You're the one who doesn't know how to reciprocate. So you're the sloppy one here. And people say, oh, you know, you can't listen to that. Well, sometimes being the nice guy, it gets a little heavy. And sometimes you have to to amp it up on people. You get what I'm saying? So she pulls me off and she starts berating me saying I don't want to work. So I went off on a woman. I mean, I went off on her ass. I said, you know what? I'm going to go back to the area where I told you I was going before you brought me over here. I said, and from now on, you're not to say anything to me. You're not to talk to me. No, nothing. You have fun with your, your department. I'm going over here or whatever. And I like went off. I said more things to that. And the people in the area, they were like shocked because they thought like I was like this cool person. Uh, I can be cool, but I can switch it too. like, I'm not always just going to be super nice. Like I will cuss your ass out. Like I will like I will walk into a room, speak and smile with you and you get crazy and act stupid to me. 
I will curse you out and match you on your energy. Sorry, that's just how this Virgo is. Um, I'm, you know, my nicer side is my better quality side. And this woman had to see it. So she's sitting there with her mouth open because I told her off and I walked off. I said, no, no. I said, you're not to talk to me ever again. I said, you're not my boss and you're not going to talk to me. I'm not working this section. I told you where I wanted to go and that's where I'm going. You have fun with this. So everybody's in the section is looking like, oh my God. And some of the girls that I did know from the, um, the holiday season, they came over and they were like, they came to my section where I decided to go and they were like, oh my God, I've never seen anybody talk to um, the little Asian lady. I forget her name now. Um, she, they like, I never seen anyone talk to her like that and blah, blah, blah. She's really upset. I think she's going to go to the, uh, the, the plant manager to complain about you and stuff like that. But, you know, we witnessed how rude, and sh- how rude she was to you and things like that. Like we noticed that all night, like we got your back. I was like, okay, cool. So next thing I know one of the area supervisor comes and finds me and pulls me into the office. And here is the little Asian lady in the office with the plant manager. Um, y'all, let me tell you, let me give y'all a little insight about Shane Ahmad. I went from kindergarten, kindergarten, all the way to 12th grade. I never had a referral, not one referral. That lets you know how, that lets you know I know how to act. Now, did I do bad stuff? Yeah, but I learned, I knew how not to get caught. What the fuck? (laughs) So for me to be called into anybody's office, because I told somebody off on the first day, you best believe you asked for it. So I'm in there with this black lady who I had. A, oh, oh, by the way, guys, I heard that this black assistant plant manager lady was actually um, doing business with the Asian lady because the Asian lady uh, uh, bought homes and rented them out. And one of the and this lady, her boss was actually one of her tenants. See, I had already heard that from, you know, working, you know, there that day. People were saying that kind of stuff. So they felt like Ch- the lady's name was Chanel. They felt like Chanel, who was the assistant plant manager, gave favoritism, favoritism over. Um, no, the woman's name is Nim, Nim or something like that. Nim. I called her Juan or whatever. But the little Asian lady name is like Nim or something shit like some shit like that. So they felt like Chanel gave favoritism to to this woman. Or whatever. I had already heard that because Chanel was running a house from this lady. So it was kind of like, I'm your boss at work, but you're my boss at home. Blah, 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 blah. So I go in the office and Nim is like really upset about me for telling her ass off and walking off. And what it was, it was a power struggle. She wanted someone she can beat up on and have power. Ask my mom, ask my family. No one ever has power over me. Like, period. I am always going to be my own boss. That's why I'm single. That's why I have no interest in being married. You can ask any of my friends. They will tell you Shane Ahmad is his own damn boss 100% of the time. I'm sorry that I'm like that, but it is the truth. Like, I'm not a team player thing. I do my own shit, and I'm going to do it how I want to do it. And I will get in a job, and I will make the job my own and keep people out of my fucking business. And if you are my manager... I will respect you, but if I decide that I need to check you or walk off, I will. I don't give a shit about what you have going on. And if this isn't the place for me, then I'll move on. It is what it is. But see, that rarely happens because I stay out of trouble. But this little Asian slick mouth bitch decided she wanted to get me in trouble on my first fucking day. And um, so walking up into this office, by the way, the the supervisor who who's over this little Asian lady. Cause the Asian lady, like I said, she's just a team lead. She's not even anyone's supervisor. She, they just let her run uh, the shift until a supervisor comes in. She has no real power over anybody. So for her to be acting like that was just extremely crazy. So the supervisor was walking me in and was telling me that they always have issues with this lady. They have a bunch of open cases with her um, in, in HR and stuff like that. So I was thinking, damn, this must be serious. If a supervisor's telling me this about the woman, but also it couldn't be too serious if she still has her job. Right. So I decide, you know, I get in the office and ma'am is, you know, him or whatever her name is. The little Asian lady is, you know, telling her side of the story and stuff like that. And then it was my time to talk, you know, and uh, she kept cutting across me. I said, I said, ma'am, I said, that's one of the reasons why we're in this office right now. You don't respect people. I said, I gave you your time to, to speak. Now it's my time. You keep cutting across me. I said, I have witnesses. So the, so the two girls that said that they witnessed, they, um, they came into the office 
whatever and our stories matched up and none of the nothing that her story her story didn't match up she was saying that you know i didn't want to all right i'm sorry about that guys i'm back but yeah back to the story so i'm going into this office with uh with this woman and the, like the two co-workers who said that they would vouch for me they were in there and they basically told the same story they were like um Shane is new. He, this is his first time ever working. Um, they don't feel that anybody who's new to the U.S. Postal Service Distribution Center should even start off working working on uh, automations section because it's very hard and things like that. And they said that uh, Nam is very rude to everybody. Yeah, her name is Nam. Nam is very rude. The little Asian lady is very rude to everyone. And she doesn't know how to talk to people and stuff like that. And Nam, she butts in after, you know, he's constantly butting in. She says, well, that's not the case because she's from Vietnam, I think, or something like that. And she was like, you know, where she's from, that's how, you know, you, that's that's just her dialect. I said, that's not the case. I said, I, I said I'm going to have to disagree with you on that. I said, because if that were the case, we wouldn't be in this office. You would not, you would not have got offended with me for responding to you in the way that you were coming at me. I only matched your energy. And, and I said, I said, and on top of being new here, on top of working a, a, a section that I've never worked in, on top of, you know, her not wanting to train, I said, honestly, it seemed like she's avoiding work. She'd rather just bark out orders. I said, on top of that, there was a major language barrier between her and I. I had a very hard time understanding what she was saying on top of trying to learn what she's teaching me. I understand that's how it goes, but you know, I can't understand the lady, you know, much of what she's saying and she's barely teaching me anything. And then she walks off and she's having an attitude problem. So she says language barrier. I said, yes, ma'am. I said, yes, there's a language barrier between you and I, I had a very hard time understanding you. I said, and, and I said, clearly you don't have any management skills because you never confirmed to me if I even understood what was going on or felt comfortable with what I was doing before you walked off. And, and, and I could tell she was thinking, oh, I'm not dealing with these this typical niggas that I'm used to dealing with around here. One of them ones who want to fly up and cuss me out and, and all this kind of stuff and get ratchet. No, sweetie, I'm educated. <laughs> I'm going to get you. Remember, you're a foreigner here. I'm not. Okay? You're not going to beat me at this game. Not in my country. Now, if I go to Vietnam, you might have a hand, a hand up on me, but I'm not there. Who the fuck wants to go there? Hmm. So, so she, so she realizes that I have a good point. And also I have people who are sitting there vouching for me and things like that. Now, by this time, everybody, I'm going to be really honest with you. My balls were so fucking big at this moment and to where I had to say this. And I said it in front of the, the assistant plant manager, everything. I said this in this office and I put my hand on the Bible. I told those people. I won't have anybody at this place disrespecting me or talking to me any kind of way. I don't care who you are. That's from the custodian on up to the to the main plant manager. No one's going to talk to me any kind of way and think it's going to be okay. I said it's always easy for me to find another job before I deal with that kind of stuff. So Chanel, who I was familiar with working at the annex building, who was the assistant plant manager, she kind of gave me this look like, well, excuse me. Yeah, bitch, talking to you, too. OK, you give me respect. I give you respect. You want to act all fucking crazy with me? Well, guess what? I'm going to match your energy or whatever. I don't go around here looking for fights and all kind of stuff like that. So. So uh, so that was that. And I told her, I said, you know what, uh, to be quite honest, I don't mind working here. I said, but from now on, I do not want to work with Nam. I said, today is my first time in this building. I'm already in the office with a manager with this woman. I said, moving forward, I prefer not to work with her. I don't want to work in her sections, no anything. So guess what they did, everybody? They honored me. Chanel honored that and said, you know, moving forward, we understand you guys are not going to get along and stuff like that. So... So, um, I had an alibi. I didn't have to work with Nam anymore <laughs> and she knew it. So, you know, a couple months went by, I would see her around. She would speak and things like that. I would speak, but I'm sorry, lady. I don't like you, you know, yeah, I, I don't like you. And I have this alibi and 
I don't even have to deal with you and, and we're not gonna make, we're not gonna make nice. I don't have to work with you. So that's it. We, we're gonna have to be friends and things like that um, and stuff. So when, uh, so so all the supervisors and automations knew like me and Nam were, were not gonna click. So one day I decide I'm coming into work. This is a completely different story, everybody. Um, I'm coming into work and I had just got a, a different style haircut. And I was working in the automation machine. By this time, I had learned a lot of the jobs. It was getting you know, fairly easy. This was boring work. I would sit there and think to myself, damn, this is how I earn my money. This sucks. So I'm sitting there um, doing the machine. And this lady who, who's a Muslim who comes into work um, covered in head from head to toe in her Muslim clothes. And all you could see was her eyes. She walks up to me and says, she, she gives me a critique on my haircut. Basically, like she didn't like my haircut. I'd never spoke to this woman before. I've seen her, but I'm gonna be quite honest with you. When I see anybody covered in head to toe in clothes and all I can see their eyes, regardless of their color, their race, or their religious um, thing, I don't have much to say to you because that's just, like if you're that into whatever you're doing, I respect it. You stay over there with that because that's bizarre. So I never said anything to the woman much. So she comes to me and she tells me that, and I was thinking, what? And uh, and I was and I, and I took my AirPod out. I said, excuse me. She was like, yeah, that's not that haircut does not fit you. <laughs> I'm working at the U.S. Postal Service where inclusion is very important in their hiring process there. If anybody who's listening under my sound of my voice who knows who works for the Postal Service knows that you have people there of all different colors, races, ethnic groups, body types, hairstyles, fingernails. We had openly, uh, what do you call those? Trans, trans, trans people. We had trans men there, trans women. We had people who went by different pronouns and stuff like that. And it was non-discriminatory it was a non-discriminatory place. So for you to walk up there and tell me you didn't like my haircut or whatever the case may be, and I don't even know you, it, it seemed like an attack. Because I was like, you know, lady, we've never even had a conversation in our life before, but you want to walk up to my ass and tell me that you don't like my haircut. So I wasn't too nice to her. I said, I said, well, it's quite ironic you're telling me you don't care for my haircut when I can't even see yours. And she says, well, um, I'm, I'm of, I'm a Muslim. Like, you know, this is what we do. Like, like, where have you been? I said, um, I've been around the world. It's none of my business. That's why I never say anything. But you know, if you feel comfortable to give me your opinion about how I present myself, you know, I'm gonna let you know how you present yourself. I think it's weird. And I think, uh, for you to go around critiquing people's style, styles, hairstyles and things like that, when you are too afraid or too, uh, what you want to call restricted in your religion to show your own makes you sound very ignorant and clearly you're projecting yourself. So once again, guys, I end up in human resources <laughs> or whatever. Luckily I had another, I had another girl who was working my section who overheard how rude that the lady was and she vouched for me as well and stuff like that. So they actually, um, um, decided that automations was not my area. So I, luckily I was able to go back and work the section that I normally worked, which was called, um, scan where you ban, which was a strenuous work, but she worked with less people. And for the most part, the people over there who I worked with, I was cool with. Um, there was another guy over there, over there. His name was Shane. Um, he, he started off, you know, pretty cool. Then there was another girl over there. Her name was, uh, damn, what's that girl's name? Um, Oh crap, guys! I'm having a brain fart. I should have wrote this down. Um, Danielle, yeah, her name was Danielle, and Danielle was very nice. She was like 31 years old. Shane was like 27 years old, and then there was another girl over there. Her name was T. Um, she was very, very, very cool. So, you know, we're all working together. Um, like I said, like this job is very strenuous on your on on your body. Um, anybody who works at the post office very long, you know, long term, especially in the distribution center. Um, they all have ailments like people who've worked here 15, 20 years, they walk around bent over, hunked over, wearing back braces, knee pads, all that kind of stuff. And I noticed a change in my, in my knee working there as well. Like it would, like it would be 
it would stiffen up like really bad. And everybody in my section was kind of like, you know, the same. And um, so, you know, I was in, I was working there and, and, and it was pretty cool. The section I was working, like I had, you know, luckily got out of working automations every now and then if they needed help, they would send me over there, but they would get me out of there so quick because I had an attitude problem. <laughs> Um, for some reason, I don't, I don't know. I, me and women don't click too well when it comes to working hand in hand, especially women who fly, fly up at the mouth too quick, unwarranted, like bitch, like, I don't want you. you we have, we have nothing going on. So why are you going to be an ass to me or a bitch? So anyway, so I'm working this, you know, my section and whatnot. And once I realized that, you know, some of the people there were just strange people. So I had two run-ins with females, right? So then I had another run-in with another guy. Now, most of the people there were pretty cool. They were dapping me up. You know, we would talk, we would laugh. Like, I'm a jokester. I love to goof off and have a good time. So one of the guys whose name was Shane, who worked in the section where I was, um, we had a lot of similarities. We liked, you know, sports, wrestling, and things like that. And there's a good, a good amount of stories that I could tell here, but I'm just going to tell this weird story. One day, um, uh, he, me and some of my friends, we were going to a wrestling match that was coming to Columbia and Shane wanted to go, but he couldn't go because he had to work and stuff like this. And, um, and also he was a single, single parent, no single dad, his baby's mom, his baby's mama. Let me say it right. His baby's mama decided that she didn't want to be with him and didn't want nothing to do with the baby. So she left the baby with him to go be with some guy who lives in Florida. So Shane, you know, had to move home with his parents. He's taking care of his son, things like that. So I guess he's not used to being, having free time or whatnot. So, uh, one day I go to this wrestling thing and he, and, you know, he realized, you know, he, he can't come. So the next day after the wrestling event, I get to work, you know, he's acting kind of strange, acting real quiet and standoffish and honestly kind of rude. Like when you come into work with some and you work with someone and y'all are good and y'all are cool and y'all goofing off and laughing like all the time and you come in there at one day and this person is completely different with you and everyone else, you know, you think to yourself, oh, damn, you know, what is this person going through? So I asked him a couple of times, like, you know, are you good? What's, you know, everything's good. And he was like, yeah. Um, but it was really weird. So the next day after that, I'm working with him and he, uh, he, what do you want to call it? Um, axes me. He says, Oh, do no, no, me and this, no, me and the one of the girls in the area, her name was Danielle. She was a sweetheart. I really liked Danielle. She was a Christian woman, you know, woman, you know, and she, she was a single mother. Um, and she was doing a damn thing and she was just really cool. Like we really, really, really clicked pretty well. And, um, I used to always make her laugh and stuff like that. And, you know, her and Shane used to, you know, I was Shane also. And the other guy's name was Shane, you know, they would click and stuff like this and laugh. And then one particular day after Shane showed me that, you know, his attitude isn't the most stable. One day he asked me, he was like, um, so who, who here would you fuck or whatever? And I was thinking, excuse me, why are you worrying about that? <laughs> like, uh, that's none of your business, isn't it? You know, he was like, yeah, what girl here would you fuck or whatever? And he said in our department, now there was Danielle, there was some girl named Shay who uh, was lesbian and there was another girl named T um, who she just, you know, she didn't seem like she was interested in anybody other than just coming to work and going home. So that only leave Danielle, right? that only leaves Danielle. And I was thinking, well, Danielle's cool, but um, she has a, you know, a baby. She's just cool to work with. Like, I'm, I don't, I'm not looking at her like that. Like I'm, I'm not desperate. You know, I have my fun. I mean, have you seen my skin lately? I have very good skin. It's a reason why I have my fun. <laughs> but anyway, I told him, I said, I don't really know. Because to me, it was just kind of like, you know, you're, you seem like a snake anyway. So like, I'm not going to be volunteering fucking information to you, nigga. So it is what it is. So I told him, I don't know. Well, comes to find out, long story short, everybody, he was dating and dealing with Danielle. And I didn't know it and stuff like that. So, um, and she eventually told me that it had something going on and he was so rude to this girl. Most days, like some days he would talk to her other days. He wouldn't talk to her. 
Um, and he was like that with everybody. Like he was just really moody, like somebody who just seemed very unstable. Like, and then you know he thought he was like people's bosses. He would kind of be kind of bossy with things. And I'm thinking like, dude, you, you need to chill out because you're you're no one's boss here um, and stuff like that. And some days he would talk to Danielle and be really cool with her. And some days he come into work and the whole entire shift he has nothing to say to her. Um, and stuff like that. So it was just, it was just really, really, really strange. So it got to a point to where like, I just didn't really care for the guy. I didn't really have much to say to him. You know, it was just like, yeah, you got some kind of dilemma or something going on work that you have going on. I don't know you like that. So I know it can't be me. And you act like that with everybody here. So clearly you got some issues going on. And to be quite honest, if you act like that was your baby mama, no wonder why she left your ass hang, you know, high and dry to go somewhere else to be with somebody else. Cause you act like a bitch nigga. Sorry. So, uh, so Danielle didn't really care. So when he, on days when he would act like that, me and her would, you know, talk and have a good time and laugh and all this kind of stuff and get each other stuff on lunch and hang out and stuff like this. She was really, really cool. Um, and things like that. So, so that made it. So that made my time there a little bit awkward. I had to work arm and side by side by some by someone who had to like kind of like bite my tongue because I had already been into the human resources twice, office twice. I didn't really want to have any more issues. But also deep down inside, I hated the job. I had no interest in that in that job. I did not see me long term. But I was just making you know just making the money. And by the way, guys, people who work at the U.S. Postal Service don't make all that all that money. There were a lot of people there who worked second jobs, believe it or not, because you get good benefits, but the benefits are expensive. They're very expensive. So in closing, one day I was um, working. It was like a Friday. I worked and I and I remember that particular night like after work was over, I got in the car and I thought to myself, uh, you know, this job is taking a toll on my body. I mean, I, and I will still go to the gym or whatever, but I was just like, you know, even the most fit pe- person there, you can tell the job takes a toll on them. So I was thinking like, yeah, I'm not going to do this long term. So that was like a Friday night, Saturday morning. Cause I worked like evening shift. I worked like five 30 in, in the evening to like 2 AM. So it was like a Saturday afternoon. I went to Zaxby's to get something to eat and I something said check your emails so I checked my email and I got this email from the US Postal Service saying that there was going to be a reduction in workforce and I was thinking what the hell and I assumed that maybe it was like a spam because I get a lot of spam stuff so you know I'm reading or whatever and I'm researching it and I'm thinking this looks legitimate there's going to be a reduction in workforce and it was telling me that you know tonight would be my last night I'm thinking wow this is kind of crazy so I go back, I go to work that day. I don't, I, you know, I'm working. I don't hear anything. So something to say, go, go talk to your manager or whatnot. And, um, or your supervisor. Right? And I want to go talk to him. And lo and behold, that's exactly what it was. Yep. They were, they were going to release a bunch of us that same night. One day you work the next night, you know, they're going to release you because they brought us back, told us that we we're on a list to become, you know, what do you call those? Like a, a, a regular and that, you know, we would just keep working until a position became available where we got a contract position. Well, they decided that, you know, work, the workforce was low and they needed to make cuts. And my name was one of the, you know, I was one of the newer people. So my name was on the list to get let go. Uh, let me tell you all something, guys. Don't feel bad for me. It needed to happen. I hated the job. It took a toll on my body. I didn't care for the people there. <laughs> For the majority, for the well, I didn't care for a lot of people I had to work around. Uh, when I left there, I had like it was a relief. I remember driving home that that night because I didn't work the full night. I was like, "Fuck this!" I remember driving home that night. And I was like, "Oh my god, thank you, Lord, for putting me down." Because no telling how long I would have dealt with this shit. Thank you for this release. And yeah, that was it. And that was in the U.S. Postal Service. Um, would I ever go back to work there? Probably not. They tried to offer me a job at an actual station. Um, in Irmo, South Carolina, I declined on it. I don't, I'm good. I'm not interested in standing up all day. And they offered me a window job working, like being a window clerk. Sorry, there's nothing about Shane and Ma that says I'm a fucking window clerk. I don't give a damn about people in their mail and where it is and all this kind of stuff. So I can't imagine working a window and someone coming at me being nasty and rude about where their mail is. Give that job to someone who gives a shit. 
I took the job at the post office at the distribution center because I didn't want to deal with people. I wanted to be left alone and have my ear upon my ear and do my own thing. I'm dealing with the general public. No, I don't give a shit about that. Anyway, guys, um, I appreciate you all for listening. That was a little story time about my experience working at the U.S. Postal Service. Um, would I advise anyone to go work there? Um, if you do get a job at the U.S. Postal Service, have a backup plan. Those people don't give a fuck about you. You're just a number. Um, just, just have a backup plan. If you do not want to make it a career, don't make it a career. If you just want to go there and work two or three months to get yourself stable and on your feet, go ahead and do that. Just know you better have some good ass shoes and you better have some good, get you some good, good rest. Um, and also one thing I noticed about the U S postal service is that, uh, the people who worked hard got shitted on the most and the people who, who took long breaks or snuck out on the clock to go shop at Walmart or go home and come back in the clock back out for the night. Those people got away with everything. But the people who came into work and were honorable workers, um, a lot of times those people, um, you know, you know, got in, you know, got the most turmoil and the most bullshit from management. And I don't keep up with anybody there since I've left there. Um, I have Danielle's number every now and then we'll text, but you know, I think, you know, she at the particular time she had something going on with the other Shane and um I I did mention some things to her after I left to let her know that I didn't really care for the guy so I don't know if that was just a conflict of interest for her I'm not sure but you know I do wish her the best the other Shane guy I heard that he got a position as a regular or whatever I, I do wish the guy the best I don't have I don't hate the dude but he you know he, his energy was just really weird and it was good to get away from that um, the other girl, her name was T. She worked in my section. She uh, actually took a window job somewhere else at another um, actual postal plant. Um, I have not really heard from her since I left there. And that's about it. Like I said, I, I didn't hate anybody there, but it, I, I didn't enjoy it. On a scale of 1 to 10, I would rate my experience there probably a 2. Um, the, the, the best part about that job was, let me think. There really wasn't, there was nothing that I liked about the job. The worst part about the job um, were the hard floors, the unprofessionalism by the employees. We had employees smoking weed out in the parking lot, people fighting and all kind of stuff like that. Unprofessionalism by a lot of the management around there. They, um, they just sucked. Um, yeah, it just, it just, it just was a shitty place. Um, my, my experience is not everyone's experience. You know, you may have some people who, who love it there, but my experience was not a good one working at the distribution center. And it was definitely not the hype that I thought working for the post office would be. But on that note, guys, I appreciate you guys for listening to this little, little bit of story time about my experience at the U.S. Postal Service. Thank you for listening to the Slick Talk with Shane Amon. Appreciate you for listening. Until next time, everybody. Bye.